and welcome to another episode of Matt and E, Matt and A. Hello. Today we'll be reviewing uh, The Sting. Yes. The Sting, from what, 1973? Um, maybe, let me... Yes, 1973, starring the hottest actors of the 1970s and 60s. Well, I don't know, Paul Newman is older. 60s was Paul Newman. 70s was Robert Redford. I really like Paul Newman. He's so cool. Throwing that out there. I agree. Totally agree. Um, There's also an actor in this film that we uh, reviewed for one of our other films. Wait, did we review that film, or did we just watch that for fun? Jaws. Oh, yeah, we just watched that for fun. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I don't want to mislead the listeners. The the vast majority of the films we watched separately. But we did watch Jaws together and Barbarella together. Yes, but we did not review Jaws, because you really should have already seen it. We've seen other movies together, too, I guess. (laughs) But um, Yeah, like, uh, oh, what was that film that was really cool? They I, made their own camera. Oh, Bellflower. I love that Bellflower. movie. Bellflower. That was pretty good. It's the best romantic movie ever. <laughs> That's a joke for the listener. Um, uh, in Bellflower, everything goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's the, the, like the premise of, the Bell, of Bellflower is they're preparing for the apocalypse. Yes. Like, literally, they're preparing for the apocalypse. And then this guy starts dating a girl, and the figurative apop- apocalypse occurs. But just FYI, it's not like the apocalypse is actually going to happen. They're just one of those people that's afraid that it's going to happen. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's not, not a post-apocalypse. It's not an apocalypse movie. It's a pre-apocalyptic world. They're just they're just ready just in case. Which is our world. Our world is also pre-apocalyptic. It's like the normal speaking, world. Arisa. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, not like a weird setting. It's totally normal. Um, anyway, the thing is, uh, um, the sting basically is about this, this con man who, um, he and his old partner pull a con on this guy and they respond by killing his old partner and trying to kill him. So he tries to con the guy who's trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, basically. And, um, yeah, I think. Then the sting is basically at some point the FBI, or it seems to be the FBI approaches him and asks him if he wants to help them, or makes them help them take down the person, his new partner. Yeah. So Paul Newman is the is the guy who is like older and he knows he knows how to do these big scores, but he's kind of gone into hiding because he doesn't want to get caught by the FBI. But Robert Redford gets him to help him catch this mob boss, um, like con a mob boss so that they can get back at him for the death of their friend. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of kind of twists and turns, you know, because with cons, it's like con on con on con on con. And you know what? That's one of the things about heist films that always kind of bothers me is the logistics of it. Because I feel like things are always happening and I'm like, wait, what is this? How does this play into like the larger goal and like all this stuff? 
But for this film, it wasn't as bothersome. I think because the characters are intriguing enough and the actors are great and it's pretty funny too. So it's like you can kind of just be like, well, I don't really understand why this is happening, but it's fun. I guess I, my, my biggest issue with this movie, um, and it, it is a very good, it, it was very critically well received when it came out. Um, it got nominated for a bunch of awards. I think it won a couple Oscars, too. Yeah, I think it won a bunch of awards. Oh, Best again. Picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clearly a very good movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, just sort of my issue is it was such an... I think, I don't know, I feel a little bit... I'm not a film historian, um, but I think it was a very influential film because, like... The ideas expressed in the film and, like, sort of you know, the, the general heist film format with all these convoluted things, it felt, like, very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, I wanna, I'm going to give this movie the benefit of the doubt, I, I think it's because this movie was ripped off so many times, um, that it kind of felt a little bit unsurprising to me, and I think it would have been a more effective film to see in the 70s than it was to see in 2016. I can I can agree with that um, definitely, but I also think, uh, regardless of the fact that for me at least, regardless of the fact that it felt very like I've seen this before, it still intrigued me. So, yeah. Um, I don't what uh, I mean. What else? Do you want to say about it? I don't know. I what thought, else to say I mean, about it? It was. It's funny to me, I guess. Like, sort of the the relative age of these actors, because in this movie, Paul Newman is the older one, and um, Robert Redford is the much younger one. Uh huh. Um, but to show show my age, I guess. What I think of Robert Redford, I think uh, wasn't he was in um, Captain America, right? Um, Captain America Winter Soldier. I didn't see that movie. You didn't see Captain America Winter Soldier? No. I'm not a Marvel whatever fan. movie. Yeah, action movie fan. I, no, I will watch an action movie, but I'm not a... I just think the formulaic aspect of these comic book movies is so dull. It's like, why am I watching this? That's how I feel. It's always the same, except the characters are different. But it's always the same. <laughs> I like it. Um, That's fine. Anyway, see, was, whatever. The Winter Soldier was the best one. Yeah, he was in the Winter Soldier, which is what I recognized him from. And um, sort of when I think of him, I think this very old actor. And well, um, when I think of Paul Newman, I primarily think of um, I think of like young Paul Newman, like um, particularly Cool Hand Luke. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like, in this case, I think of old Paul, old Robert Redford and young Paul Newman, and in this case, it's young, uh, young Robert Redford and old Paul Newman. Did I say that backwards? Oh yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it was weird to see Robert Redford younger than Paul Newman because right. Paul Newman is has passed away, and we only see most of the films we see with him are when he's young. But in this film, yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I will say Paul Newman is a gorgeous man. Yes. Even in the wife beater and overalls, I was like, he's a gorgeous man. He's got those eyes. He's got those eyes. Yeah, gorgeous man. Um, Robert Redford, not my kind of dude, but whatever. I would agree. Um, Robert Shaw, that's the that's the mob boss. He's like not so bad. I don't know why we're ranking the men in these in this film right now. But. Um, the, I think something that something that I really I thought was kind of weird, but I also really liked was um, like. They're, they're setting up this long con, and, like, a big part of it is they're setting up all these set, like, they they set up the whole building that they con them in, they set up, like, you know, they have to pretend to, like, have a office at the post office, they all make these, like, they have this very large army of grifters who help them out yeah. to do these things. And it's always really funny, because once, like, the guy they're trying to grift leaves... Everyone just really happy and they're like applauding themselves and it's I don't know I, I thought it was like <laughs> it helps contribute to like that like because one of the things you, the, the things you want on a heist film are like a somewhat complicated heist so you think that the people who are doing the crime are very smart and then a, a very likable cast yeah um and that really helped to the likability of the cast just that they would. Constantly, I guess it sounds kind of like stupid to say, but they would constantly applaud themselves, <laughs> which was just kind of funny. It was. I mean, it, I think that's what I liked about it, though, is that it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't super dark and gritty. I mean, they it's it definitely angsty. had those moments. It's yeah, not angsty. Yeah, but it balances them with pretty nicely balances them with the positives. I mean, like. It is dark. I mean, the guy died. Like, someone gets murdered. Um, and it's, you know, that's like a huge deal and that drives the plot. But despite that, they're able to balance in these really funny moments. Like, when Paul Newman is um, first, so he pretends to be this bookie in Chicago in order to con the con man from New- who comes in from New York. And they their first meeting is on a train where Paul Newman's character pretends to be this drunk playing in this poker game. And he's so funny. He's so that scene is hilarious because Paul Newman is running the show and like cheating, obviously, in order to win the card game. And um, the mob boss is like getting more and more frustrated. And it's, it's just very it's a cool film, I think. Most of the beats are are fun, and there are, like I said earlier, there are a lot of twists, like throughout, where you're like, "Oh shoot!" and like adds See, on another layer of complexity. That twisty, to be honest. I think definitely in the end, though, not the last was... twist, but like there are several beats at the end where it's like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Well, I so like the reason why we watched this, I picked this movie to watch. And the reason why we watched it is there's an episode of Community called Grifting 101, and in that episode, they watch The Sting to try to, because they want to learn more about grifting in order to grift this guy. And it's a very <laughs> funny episode. Um, That's the only reason we watched this film? 
Not because Paul Newman, not because it won an Academy Award. I'm kidding. Okay. This is the main, I, I didn't know much about this film uh, before I saw that episode of Community. It's actually a really great episode, but it's not reviewed. Okay. But anyway, continue. Anyway, um, <laughs> that episode is like, you know, well, I mean, Dan Harmon in general is just like, likes making these very convoluted, like, twisty um, narrative type things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch Rick and Morty, like, you know, it's, it's very clear he likes having, like, you know, twists on twists on twists. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting this this movie to sort of be that level of just, like, craziness, where just, like, all kinds of twists would happen and oh. the plot was very convoluted. Okay. So with that, with that expectation in mind, I was kind of just like, that's it. That's that's all I get. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the strength of the movie is, I would say, is the characters and the actors. It's a, I mean, yeah, it's a very, very well-done movie. The plot is not insane, um, which is a yeah. good and bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I can agree with that. It's definitely not, it's not super convoluted that you can follow. Although, like I can, said earlier, often with these, the logistical things, I don't understand. Like it, it took me a while to understand why he needed to get a, a whole like, you know, basement, um, room and why, what they were trying to transform it into. And then like, why? And then also what the con was, it was like, <laughs> but that might just be me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think like, it's not, it's not explained a priori. And like, it, it's, it's not like, you know, the most obvious predictable thing. It's just kind of like, I think compared to modern standards of what happens in heist movies, it's, it's very tame. Okay. And you watch, you definitely watch more heist movies than me. I mean, I don't know. Guy Ritchie, right? That's uh, like Guy all Ritchie. his films. Well, no, he, he, just, he doesn't really do heist movies. They're more like gangster movies. Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Ocean's Eleven and stuff. Oh, yeah. I can't, I mean, I've seen that so many times that it's not confusing to me anymore. But yeah, probably the first time I saw it, I was like, what? It's not even that confusing. It's just kind of like, you know, oh, it's not, like, they didn't try to steal it this way. That was an intentional setup because they stole it earlier and the guy does that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, just a lot of things are in motion as opposed to this one where, you know, it's the specifics of the con and then there's the con on the con. And, yeah. But that's kind of it. I'm now very curious uh, did I say curious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very curious. <laughs> Sorry. I'm now very curious um, about the history of heist films. So I just Googled because, and according to Wikipedia, which obviously doesn't include all, but I guess these are like the, these are the example most popular. Um, oh, the sting isn't even in this though, so maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> But Rafifi from 1955, The Killing, Ocean's Eleven, Topkapi, I don't know what these are. Oh, The Thomas Crown Affair from 1968, The Italian Job from 1969. So by the time, um, by the time The Sting came around. There had been a lot of heist films already. Yeah, there'd been enough. And in fact, Robert Redford was in one the year 
before the sting called the hot rock. Um, so I'm not sure why this film, I mean, the sting, if you, if you, uh, research it, it won 10 Academy Awards. I mean, it's, the, it's no, the, seven Academy Awards. It's the acting and the, the characters and, and the, the overall composition. I mean, it it's won. Well, it's well done. I guess yeah. it's not like, I think, you know, if, if you try to go crazier, if you think about modern movies and like how crazy the heist films are, like, yeah, there are problems with them and sort of the complexity leads to like, you know, logistical questions. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's good to be simple. I don't know if this was considered simple back then, though. I don't know. That's the challenge. I feel like a lot of the films that we review, if they're older, it's like hard for us to, to judge kind their, of, their yeah, answer. yeah. But at the same time, I mean, we, it's not like we're, our audience of this podcast is people who are living Probably, right now yeah. with us. So it makes sense for us to review it from our standpoint. It's not like we're going to send this in a time machine back in time. Well, then they wouldn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> They're like, isn't this radio? No, but it's like on the internet. No. Radio on the internet. Do you know what ROI stands for? Radio no. on the internet. Oh. Well, no, no. It stands for return on investment. That's a, oh. a quote from Silicon Valley, the show. Okay. Anyway, I mean, does this movie hold up? Yes. I, I would think say so. mostly. Yeah. I, I think yeah, so. I guess, like, maybe even part of it is just me coming in with these preconceived notions and expecting a crazier movie than I got. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, it's got a very nice, like, they, they sort of transitions between parts in, in the, the con with these, like, hand-drawn, like, cue cards. Um, I like, there's this really great part at the end, sort of talking about likability of these characters, um, where after the con is over and, you know, they're like, oh, don't you want... They ask uh, Robert Redford's character if he wants to stay around to get his share. And he's like, no, I would just waste it anyway. Yeah. Which is like, you know... It's it's in, endearing? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's endearing. I think the film is endearing. Um, yeah, I think it... I would agree. I think it... I didn't come in... I think I came in with preconceived notions of this is a really good film because I knew I had heard about it and heard since it's Paul Newman, Robert Redford, that this is like, you know, one of the, one of the main films people think about when they think about Paul Newman. Um, and it did not disappoint for me, um, because the acting was on point and the, and it was cute. And Paul Newman was in, uh, Wife beater and overalls. <laughs> also, guys, sorry. Some people might listen to this and then go watch the film and be like, "What? He's like not that attractive, but I don't know. He's just kind of cute. I don't know how to describe it." <laughs> this podcast, uh, this episode is Arissa thinks about cute boys. I'm. I just need you to Google listener, whoever's listening to this. I need you to Google Paul Newman overalls and go to the images. Guys, Paul Newman's gorgeous. Okay, the first image that comes up is him in the sting. So if you like what you see there, watch the film. The second image—he's <laughs> not an overalls for very long in that movie, though. That's what—that's what's the most striking thing to me about you. You're you're talking about this, like 
that's like you know maybe five minutes in the movie. I don't. Most of the time, he's wearing a suit. I don't know what to tell you other than. Arissa really likes overalls and one piece type clothing. Also, I think Paul Newman was a great guy. I just also want to say this: I'm not like someone who's super into looks. I also know Paul Newman was a great guy. I probably would not be lauding Paul Newman's looks if it weren't for the fact that he was also a good person. So you can also see Paul Newman in short shorts if you Google Paul Newman overalls. <laughs> for some reason, short shorts. Up. Um, um, and but you're, you're not really like, helping. Yeah. The, Guys, yeah. Google it. Okay, that's all. By supporting the film, you're not supporting. Paul Newman's dead, unfortunately. I know, and it's so sad, but, like, (laughs) he has companies. Newman's Own, right, was started. Um, That's one of the reasons why a lot of people like him, because Newman's Own, 100% profits to charity, okay? Founded in 1982, Westport, Connecticut, and... He's ahead of his time. Yeah, ahead of his time. He was concerned about global warming. See? concerned about global warming in like the 80s okay this guy good person good person i think even better in overalls (laughs) even better or the short shorts again if you google paul newman overalls one of the images that will come up is him with a six-pack in short shorts short jean shorts i didn't know this was allowed in 1960s hollywood i thought everything was like you know Whatever. Um, we are going drastically off topic. Should people watch this film? Yes, I think you should. I think if you like, I think um, it's kind of long. If you're not into, it's not. I, it's it's a two. It's a two hour movie, right? It's just two hours. I think it's just two hours. Okay. It's not. It's not that long. Okay. I would it say I didn't. It feels longish. It doesn't feel. It's two hours and nine minutes. It's not, it's not okay. that long. No, it's not that long then. Um, I would say... I would say that um, you should watch it. Um, I, I'd give it a four. I'd give it a four. I would, yeah. Because it's a classic. It's well-acted, well-scripted, and it's fun to watch. I think definitely if someone was like, what's a movie I should watch? I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick this. I wouldn't like, you know, go out of my way to try to watch, get them to watch this thing. Um, but if they wanted to watch this thing, I would have positive things to say about it. And if they wanted to watch this thing with me, you know, I'd absolutely watch it with them. Yeah. And I think if, if they were like, I'm looking for a film. I think there are certain categories that I would place this film in if people where I think people might like it. And I think, I mean, if you're in, if you want to watch more classic cinema, I don't know if this is, would be like a new class. Well, I don't know what era of cinema this would be fall under, but I mean, I would say definitely if you're making a list of films from the sixties and seventies that I need to watch, this should be on that list. And then I think, if you um, are into heist films, I think this should be on your list too because it's a part of, you know, the history and pedigree. Um, and then I think if you, you like 
films with men in white suits and overalls. Which is on top of your list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So that's that's it for me. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I would would agree. I think. I I mean, the movie got a lot of praise, and it's a good movie. I don't know if I'd give it as much praise as it seems to have gotten. Um, but yeah, won yeah. seven Oscars. Um, I don't, yeah, it's not the, this is not the best movie ever made, but all around very solid movie. Um, don't go into it expecting crazy twists and turns, but yeah. But there are some twists and turns. There are some twists and turns. It's just not, it's not Rick and Morty levels. It's. It, it, we're, we are like 45 years later from this movie. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But it's 43 years. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, this has been another episode of Matinee Matinee. Matinee Matinee. Have a nice day. Ha, <laughs>